Hello, hello, welcome back. All right. Appreciate y'all being here. And, uh, uh, you know, sorry about the brief delay. Going back and forth with a fun little funky throat issue. It's getting better, and so am I. And so are we all. Each time we engage positively, happily, funnily, awesomely with ourselves and our subconscious mind. Let's get back to it. Thanks for joining me on this journey, and whoa, what a wild journey it is. I can only imagine how all of you are feeling, because I could be honest with you, it's the, the 2020 virus time can be a little frustrating. Well, allow my, at least in my humble opinion, dulcet tones to take you through a little bit of your day and provide a gentle guiding wind of positivity toward a happier life, engaging with our subconscious mind. Let's get to it. Huh. And away we go with Chapter 3, The Miracle Working Power of Your Subconscious. The power of your subconscious is enormous. It inspires you, it guides you, and it reveals to you names, facts, and scenes from the storehouse of memory. Your subconscious started your heartbeat, controls the circulation of your blood, regulates your digestion, especially after those McDonald's fries. Consequently, the assimilation of those McDonald's fries and elimination of those McDonald's fries. When you eat a piece of bread, your subconscious mind transmutes it into tissue, muscle, bone, and blood. This process is beyond the ken of the wisest man who walks the earth. Your subconscious mind controls all the vital processes and functions of your body and knows the answer to all problems. Your subconscious mind never sleeps, never rests. It is always on the job. And you can discover the miracle working power of your subconscious by plainly stating to your subconscious prior to sleep that you wish a certain specific thing accomplished. You will be delighted to discover that forces within you will be released, leading to the desired result. Here, then, is a source of power and wisdom which places you in touch with omnipotence or the power that moves the world guides the planets in their course, and causes the sun to shine. Your subconscious mind is the source of your ideals, your aspirations, and altruistic urges. It was through the subconscious mind that Shakespeare perceived great truths hidden from the average man of his day. Can you just imagine? I say, what a great truth. I'll write that down. And in the future, everyone will acknowledge that this is English, yet no one or next to no one will be able to understand what the hell I am saying. And thus, Shakespeare. <laughs> Undoubtedly, it was the response of his subconscious mind that caused the Greek sculptor Phidias to portray beauty, order, symmetry, and proportion in marble and bronze. It enabled the Italian artist Raphael to paint Madonnas and fight with his three other Ninja Turtle brothers under the tutelage of Splinter in opposition to Shredder, and the foot, and Ludwig von Beethoven to compose symphonies, as well as reincarnate to a dog and put together two pretty hilarious kid movies. 
1955, I lectured at the Yoga Forest University, Rishikesh, India, and there I chatted with a visiting surgeon from Bombay. He told me about Dr. James Esdial, a Scotch surgeon who worked in Bengal before ether or modern methods of anesthesia were discovered. Between 1843 and 1846, Dr. Esdial performed about 400 major operations of all kinds, such as amputations, removal of tumors and cancerous growths, as well as operations on the eye, ear, and throat. All operations were conducted under mental anesthesia only. This Indian doctor at Rishikesh informed me that the post-operative mortality rate of patients operated on by Dr. Esdial was extremely low. Probably 2 or 3% of the patients felt no pain and there were no deaths during the operations. Dr. Isdale, and I think the name has changed a bit each time I pronounce it, Eastdale, Eastdale. We're going to go ahead, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to stick with Eastdale. <laughs> Dr. Eastdale suggested to the subconscious minds of all his patients who were in a hypnotic state that no infection or septic condition would develop. You must remember that this was before Louis Pasteur or Joseph Lister and others who pointed out that bacterial origin of disease and causes of infection due to unsterilized instruments and virulent organisms. The Indian surgeon said that the reason for the low mortality rate and the general absence of infection, which was reduced to a minimum, was undoubtedly due to the suggestions of Dr. Isdile, Dr. Isdile, to the subconscious minds of his patients. They responded according to the nature of his suggestion. It's simply wonderful when you conceive how a surgeon over 120 years ago, and this was written in the 1960s, so let's add, what, 60 years onto that? So 180 years. Yeah, the power of math. Discovered the miraculous wonder-working powers of the subconscious mind. Doesn't it cause you to be seized with the sort of mystic awe when you stop and think of the transcendental powers of your subconscious mind? Consider its extrasensory perceptions, such as its capacity for clairvoyance and clairaudience, its independence of time and space. I mean, hey, look, we had the U.S. government running a secret program uh, for remote viewers under Project Stargate. So. Yeah, our tax dollars funded clairvoyance and clairaudience. Its independence of time and space, its capacity to render you free from all pain and suffering, and its capacity to get the answer to all problems, be they what they may. All these and many more reveal to you that there is a power and an intelligence within you that far transcends your intellect causing you to marvel at the wonders of it all. All these experiences cause you to rejoice and believe in the miracle-working powers of your own subconscious mind. Yeah, <laughs> Hey, talk about a message of positivity right there. Your subconscious mind is your book of life. Whatever thoughts, beliefs, opinions, theories, or dogmas you write, engrave, or impress on your subconscious mind, you shall experience them as the objective manifestation of circumstances, conditions, and events. What you write on the inside, you will experience on the outside. 
You have two sides to your life, objective and subjective, visible and invisible, thought and its manifestation. Your thought is received by your brain, which is the organ of your conscious reasoning mind. When your conscious or objective mind accepts the thought completely, it is sent to the solar plexus, called the brain of your mind, where it becomes flesh and is made manifest in your experience. Okay, right, so written in the 1960s, what I find very interesting about that little chunk of info is that already we uh, can attest that science has backed the um, gut feeling we all tend to rely upon in times of need. It's it basically that the, uh, the, how many neurons there's, uh, they're basically, uh, um, it's a second brain amount of neurons in your stomach, in your gut. Uh, it's the second most amount of neurons in your body apart from your brain, and your brain and your gut communicate all of the time. And what's fascinating is here, you have Joseph Murphy saying, when your brain accepts the information, it goes to your solar plexus. And the solar plexus, um, again, uh, you have your gut brain, solar plexus, also the third uh, from the bottom chakra up, uh, which is the self-actualization chakra. I do recall that it is the resonance space where you kind of assert yourself. You step up and say, this is who I want to be, and this is what I want to do. And that's where kind of wow, 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 wow's from. And so fascinating that here we have Joseph Murphy talking about all that kind of stuff. At least that's what I get. <laughs> Moving on. As previously outlined, your subconscious cannot argue. It acts only from what you write on it. It accepts your verdict or the conclusions of your conscious mind as final. This is why you are always writing on the book of life, because your thoughts become your experiences. The American essayist Ralph Waldo Emerson said, quote, Man is what he thinks all day long, unquote. What is impressed in the subconscious is expressed. William James, the father of American psychology, said that the power to move the world is in your subconscious mind. That's sweet, William James, that's pretty tight. Your subconscious mind is one with infinite intelligence and boundless wisdom. It is fed by hidden springs and is called the law of life. Whatever you impress upon your subconscious mind, the latter will move heaven and earth to bring it to pass. You must therefore impress it with right ideas and constructive thoughts. The reason there is so much chaos and misery in the world is because people do not understand the interaction of their conscious and subconscious minds. When these two principles work in accord, in concord, in peace and synchronicity together, you will have health, happiness, peace, and joy. And it's fascinating because, you know, hey, look, Western civilization has you asking begging, pleading, cajoling, tempting you to put your attention on everything exterior and other than what might be most beneficial at any given time. Because what is most beneficial for most of us is going to be unique to each and every one of us and is not, more often than not, going to coincide lockstep with what our modern civilization wants us to fall in line with. And there's nothing with watching uh, What's Too Hot to Handle or Tiger King. I mean, oh my goodness, Carol, all of them. Joe, oh, really? 
and those poor cats. Anyway, you see, right? There's no, there's no problem with that. But keep in mind, it's your mind that you're filling with whatever it is you're filling with. And hey, you're here now. So way to go. <laughs> okay. There is no sickness or discord when the conscious and subconscious work together harmoniously and peacefully. The tomb of Hermes was opened with great expectancy and a sense of wonder because people believed that the greatest secret of the ages was contained therein. The secret was as within, so without, as above, so below. And that right there, straight out from the Kabbalion, which, hey, if you'd like to visit my YouTube channel, Mr. Douglas, M-I-S-T-3-R-D-O-U-G-L-A-S, one fun word. I actually uh, narrated that book, so enjoy if you want. But here we have a dude in the 1960s referencing something that was referencing something that apparently referenced something that was from ancient Egypt. Hermetic thought seems to bubble up throughout all of recorded human history. And there's a lot of it that seems to bubble up here. And here we have a dude who's bubbling that information up at the same time making references to the Bible. It's pretty cool. It's pretty trippy. It's pretty synchronistic. Moving on. In other words, whatever is impressed in your subconscious mind is expressed on the screen of space. This same truth was proclaimed by Moses, Isaiah, Jesus, Buddha, Zoroaster, Lao Tzu, and all the illumined seers of the ages. Whatever you feel is true subjectively is expressed as conditions, experiences, and events. Motion and emotion must balance. As in heaven, your own mind, so on earth, in your body and environment. This is the great law of life. Also, just as a side note, my history, personally, being that of a trained actor, one of the ways we were trained in was the quote-unquote Stanislavski method. His method was, you impress upon your interior self how you would like your character to feel and perceive the world that they are existing in, and it will automatically bubble up and come forth from you, regardless of what you are actively trying to do, because you are really, simply, actively impressing upon your interior what you would like to naturally come about in your exterior. You had a dude from Russia in the early 1900s talking about manifesting in the form of an acting role. This stuff bubbles up everywhere. You will find throughout all nature the law of action and reaction, of rest and motion. These two must balance. Then there will be harmony and equilibrium. You are here to let the life principle flow through you rhythmically and harmoniously. The intake and the outgo must be equal. The impression and the expression must be equal. All your frustration is due to unfulfilled desire. Okay, Joe, okay. It does make sense, though. You desire something, that something doesn't happen. You're upset that it doesn't happen. That's my life. <laughs> If you think negatively, destructively, and viciously, these thoughts generate destructive emotions which must be expressed and find an outlet. 
Now, these emotions, being of a negative nature, are frequently expressed as ulcers, heart trouble, tension, anxiety. I'm going to throw in GERD, restless leg syndrome, grinding your teeth. I mean, I'm sure the list goes on. Talking in your sleep, sleepwalking. Ah. What is your idea or feeling about yourself now? Every part of your being expresses that idea. Your vitality, body, financial status, friends, and social status represent a perfect reflection of the idea you have for yourself. This is the real meaning of what is impressed in your subconscious mind and which is expressed in all phases of your life. Now, I find that this is a very huge generalization about people's particular predicaments and situations that they are experiencing in life. However, and count me among you, because I'm no Richie Rich, I find it interesting. What would it be if there would be some kind of perspective that would expand your experience to the point of generating the wealth, not money per se, but wealth that so many of us feel is just out of reach, especially because of this freaking COVID-19 situation. But what would it be in knowing what you think might be a thought to generate that expansive, productive, positive mindset that would put you in the lane of your own personal wealth generation? And wealth being the time you have to do the things you like, truly. But yeah, what's that abracadabra? Okay, okay. We injure ourselves by the negative ideas which we entertain. How often have you wounded yourself by getting angry, fearful, jealous, or vengeful? These are the poisons that enter your subconscious mind. You were not born with these negative attitudes. Feed your subconscious mind the life-giving thoughts, and you will wipe out the negative patterns lodged therein. As you continue to do this, all the past will be wiped out and remembered no more. The subconscious heals a malignancy. A personal healing will ever be the most convincing evidence of the healing power of the subconscious mind. Over 40 years ago, I resolved a malignancy of the skin through prayer. Medical therapy had failed to check the growth, and it was getting progressively worse. A clergyman with a deep psychological knowledge explained to me the inner meaning of the 139th Psalm, wherein it says, In thy book all my members were written, which in countenance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. He explained that the term book meant my subconscious mind which fashioned and molded all my organs from an invisible cell. He also pointed out that inasmuch as my subconscious mind made my body, it could also recreate it and heal it according to the perfect pattern within it. As a quick pause, I just find it interesting that, you know, in spite of the translations, up until very recently, what have we as human beings had to compare our brains to? Not much. For the longest time, books. And so, I mean, yeah, scrolls, I, like the ultimate scroll. So it, it's interesting translation, that, and it does, it kind of works. The clergyman showed me, 
his watch, and said, This had a maker, and the watchmaker had to have the idea first in mind before the watch became an objective reality. And if the watch was out of order, the watchmaker could fix it. My friend reminded me that the subconscious intelligence which created my body was like a watchmaker, and it also knew exactly how to heal, restore, and direct all the vital functions and processes of my body, but that I had to give it the perfect idea of health. This would act as cause, and the effect would be healing. That's Joseph Murphy. I am not a doctor. Trippy stuff, though. Pretty cool. Pretty crazy. I prayed in a very simple way, as follows. My body and all its organs were created by the infinite intelligence in my subconscious mind. It knows how to heal me. Its wisdom fashioned all my organs, tissues, muscles, and bones. This infinite healing presence within me is now transforming every atom of my being, making me whole and perfect now. I give thanks for the healing I know is taking place now. Wonderful are the works of the creative intelligence within me. I prayed aloud for about five minutes, two or three times a day, repeating the above simple prayer. In about three months, my skin was whole and perfect. Well, now that is a wild personal anecdote, Mr. Murphy. As you can see, all I did was give life-giving patterns of wholeness, beauty, and perfection to my subconscious mind, thereby obliterating the negative images and patterns of thought lodged in my subconscious mind which were the cause of all my trouble. Nothing appears on your body except when the mental equivalent is first in your mind, and as you change your mind by drenching it with incessant affirmatives, you change your body. This is the basis of all healing. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul, subconscious mind, knoweth right well. Psalm 139.14 How the subconscious controls all functions of the body. While you're awake or sound asleep upon your bed, the ceaseless, tireless action of your subconscious mind controls all the vital functions of your body without the help of your conscious mind. For example, while you're asleep, your heart continues to beat rhythmically, your lungs do not rest, and the process of inhalation and exhalation whereby your blood absorbs fresh air goes on just the same as when you're awake. Your subconscious controls your digestive processes and glandular secretions, mm, as well as all the other mysterious operations of your body. The hair on your face continues to grow whether you're asleep or awake. Yeah, it does. Scientists tell us that the skin secretes much more perspiration during sleep than during the waking hours. Your eyes, ears, and other senses are active during sleep. For instance, many of our great scientists have received answers to perplexing problems while they were asleep. They saw the answers in a dream. Oftentimes, your conscious mind interferes with the normal rhythm of the heart, lungs, and functioning of the stomach and intestines by worry, anxiety, fear, and depression. These patterns of thought interfere with the harmonious functioning of your subconscious mind. When mentally disturbed, the best procedure is to let go, relax, and still the wheels of your thought processes. Speak 
to your subconscious mind, telling it to take over in peace, harmony, and divine order. You will find that all the functions of your body will become normal again. Be sure to speak to your subconscious mind with authority and conviction, and it will conform to your command. Your subconscious seeks to preserve your life and restore you to health at all costs. It causes you to love your children, which also illustrates an instinctive desire to preserve all life. Let us suppose you accidentally ate some bad food. Your subconscious mind would cause you to regurgitate it. If you inadvertently took some poison, your subconscious powers would proceed to neutralize it. If you completely entrusted yourself to its wonder-working power, you would be entirely restored to health. Again, big words, big words, fascinating ideas. We're exploring, we're having fun. Human beings are, I mean, hey, we're pretty cool. How to get the subconscious to work for you. The first thing to realize is that your subconscious mind is always working. It is active, night and day, whether you act upon it or not. Your subconscious is the builder of your body, but you cannot consciously perceive or hear that inner silent process. Your business is with your conscious mind and not your subconscious mind. Just keep your conscious mind busy with the expectation of the best and make sure the thoughts you habitually think are based on whatsoever things are lovely, true, just, and of good report. Begin now to take care of your conscious mind knowing in your heart and soul that your subconscious mind is always expressing, reproducing, and manifesting according to your habitual thinking. Remember, just as water takes the shape of the pipe it flows through, the life principle in you flows through you according to the nature of your thoughts. Claim that the healing presence in your subconscious is flowing through you as harmony, health, peace, joy, and abundance. Think of it as a living intelligence, a lovely companion on the way. Firmly believe it as continually flowing through you, vivifying, inspiring, and prospering you. It will respond exactly this way. It is done unto you as you believe. Healing principle of the subconscious restores atrophied optic nerves. There is a well-known, duly authenticated case of Madame Bayer of France, recorded in the archives, maybe Madame Biret, Bayer, Madame Biret, we're going to go with Madame Bayer, recorded in the archives of the medical department in Lourdes, France. She was blind. The optic nerves were atrophied and useless. She visited Lourdes and had what she termed as a miraculous healing. Ruth Cranston, a Protestant young lady who investigated and wrote about healings at Lourdes in McCall's magazine, November 1955, writes about Madame Bayer as follows, quote, At Lourdes, she regained her sight incredibly, with the optic nerves still lifeless and useless, as several doctors could testify after repeated examinations. A month later, upon re-examination, it was found that the seeing mechanism had been restored to normal. But at first, so far as medical examination could tell, she was seeing with dead eyes. I have visited Lord several times, where I too witnessed some healings, and of course, as we shall explain in the next chapter, there's no doubt that healings take place at many shrines throughout the world, 
Christian and non-Christian. So I went to Catholic school and uh, elementary to middle school, and one of the things they liked to show us were Catholic and Christian-themed movies from, like, the 1960s. And tripoli enough, there was one <laughs> about the, uh, about Lourdes. Uh, it wasn't, I think, St. Bernadette, St. Bridget, uh, St. Beginning with B. Anyway, it was all about a story of a miraculous healing at Lourdes. And fascinating that uh, here in this book, there's, I don't know, maybe he was, like, piggybacking off of the movie. But it's not that story. It's a different story, at least I think. Anyway, I'm familiar. Madame Byer, to whom we just referred, was not healed by the waters of the shrine, but by her own subconscious mind, which responded to her belief. The healing principle within her subconscious mind responded to the nature of her thought. Belief is a thought in the subconscious mind. It means to accept something as true. The thought accepted executes itself automatically. Undoubtedly, Madame Bayer went to the shrine with expectancy and great faith, knowing in her heart she would receive a healing. Her subconscious mind responded accordingly, releasing the ever-present healing forces. The subconscious mind which created the eye can certainly bring a dead nerve back to life. What the creative principle created, it can recreate. According to your belief, it is done unto you. How to convey the idea of perfect health to your subconscious mind. A Protestant minister I knew in Johannesburg, South Africa, told me the method he used to convey the idea of perfect health to his subconscious mind. He had cancer of the lung. His technique is given to me, and his own handwriting is exactly as follows. Several times a day I would make certain that I was completely relaxed mentally and physically. I relaxed my body by speaking to it as follows. My feet are relaxed. My ankles are relaxed. My legs are relaxed. My abdominal muscles are relaxed. My heart and lungs are relaxed. My head is relaxed. My whole being is completely relaxed. After about five minutes, I would be in a sleepy, drowsy state, and then I affirm the following truth. The perfection of God is now being expressed through me. The idea of perfect health is now filling my subconscious mind. The image God has of me is a perfect image, and my subconscious mind recreates my body in perfect accordance with the perfect image held in the mind of God. This minister had a remarkable healing. This is a simple, easy way of conveying the idea of perfect health to your subconscious mind. Another wonderful way to convey the idea of health to your subconscious is through disciplined or scientific imagination. I told a man who was suffering from functional paralysis to make a vivid picture of himself walking around in his office, touching the desk, answering the telephone, and doing all the things he ordinarily would do if he were healed. I explained to him that this idea and the mental picture of perfect health would be accepted by his subconscious mind. He lived the role and actually felt himself back in the office. He knew that he was giving his subconscious mind something definite to work upon. His subconscious mind was the film upon which the picture was impressed.
or the flash drive in which you are saving information on. One day, after several weeks of frequent conditioning of the mind, with this mental picture, the telephone rang by prearrangement and kept ringing while his wife and nurse were out. The telephone was about 12 feet away, but nevertheless, he managed to answer it. He was healed at that hour. The healing power of his subconscious mind responded to his mental imagery and a healing followed. This man had a mental block which prevented impulses from the brain reaching his legs. Therefore, he said he could not walk. When he shifted his attention to the healing power within him, the power flowed through his focused attention, enabling him to walk. Whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing, ye shall receive. Matthew 21.22 Chapter 3. Ideas Worth Remembering 1. Your subconscious mind controls all the vital processes of your body and knows the answer to all problems. 2. Prior to sleep, turn over a specific request to your subconscious mind and prove its miracle-working power to yourself. 3. Whatever you impress on your subconscious mind is expressed on the screen of space as conditions, experiences, and events. Therefore, you should carefully watch all ideas and thoughts entertained in your conscious mind. 4. A law of action and reaction is universal. Your thought is action, and the reaction is the automatic response of your subconscious mind to your thought. Watch your thoughts. 5. All frustration is due to unfulfilled desires. If you dwell on obstacles, delays, and difficulties, your subconscious mind responds accordingly, and you are blocking your own good. 6. The life principle will flow through you rhythmically and harmoniously if you consciously affirm, I believe that the subconscious power which gave me this desire is now fulfilling it through me. This dissolves all conflicts. I gotta say, that's a good one. I like that one. I carry that one with me. 7. You can interfere with the normal rhythm of your heart, lungs, and other organs by worry, anxiety, and fear. Feed your subconscious with thoughts of harmony, health, and peace, and all the functions of your body will become normal again. 8. Keep your conscious mind busy with the expectation of the best, and your subconscious will faithfully reproduce your habitual thinking. 9. Imagine the happy ending or solution to your problem. Feel the thrill of accomplishment, and what you imagine and feel will be accepted by your subconscious mind and bring it to pass. Well, that is the end of Chapter 3. Thank you, folks, for continuing to join me. I am enjoying this. I mean, look, I don't know. But that's why I'm doing this, because I don't know, and I have a sneaky suspicion that if we all decide to actually take a look at this very interesting information that's been around for quite some time, whether or not we affirm or negate its entirety, I think we're going to discover something about ourselves. I really do. I think that this kind of information, the more we decide to quietly dedicate just a little bit of our day to exploring the potential and the power that resides within us all, that's within you. 
the more I think we're going to benefit. So, I mean, hey, thanks for hanging out. Let's benefit together. And let's see where we go. Okay. Next up, chapter four. Stay tuned. <laughs>